Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly Spill, where we tell you what's real with reality TV. I'm Kelly. I'm Sam. And it is a dreary Friday. We're recording on a Friday, not a Thursday today. But dreary, dreary Friday here in Baltimore. It's thunderstorming really badly. Like, really badly. We might lose power. It's coming down. Yeah. I lost power last night, so. You guys probably did too. But my our microwave and our stove oh, that's were blinking, true. so that's why I think we did it. Otherwise, I wouldn't know. But you know, those are like the parameters. It's like if you wake up in your microwave and your stove aren't blinking, yeah, that's true. Then you didn't lose power. But our place always loses power. I think it's I don't know why. Is that a, what is what is it that makes you like lose your your stove and your microwave um, lucid time? Is it just because it's like shut off so I can't figure out what time it is when it resets? Mm-hmm. Because you have to plug in the time. I guess that does make sense. They should figure out like smart. They I, I think they you, have them now because they have the smart bridges and stuff like that. I was like gonna that. say I bet you those fridges if they if you lose power they st- will yeah, come back if on they can right connect time. to the Wi Fi. Yeah. Just <laughs> some food for thought. <laughs> But last week here, so it's so exciting. But oh, a lot to move. Haven't really packed. But, but it'll get done. Yeah, it, it will get done. The thing about moving is you just you always realize like how much shit you have. I have a huge, like fifty-five gallon trash bag of clothes that I'm donating. That's what I did when I moved because I'm like I don't wear half of this stuff. Have you ever used ThreadUp? I have not, but I have heard of people who do. Someone told me instead of donating them, like, go through the ones that you want to donate versus, like, what you would want to try to sell and mm-hmm. just use ThreadUp because if they don't buy it, they'll just donate it on your behalf anyway. Oh, that's interesting. Because I have a ton of, like, J. Crew sweaters that I know I'm not going to wear and, like, yeah. stuff like that that I could probably give to ThreadUp and get at least something for them. Ted literally has shirts with tags still on them. I was like, you no haven't way. worn these in two years. I'm getting rid of them. That's, that's what I do. Anytime I move, I'm like, have I worn this at all? Really? Yeah. If I haven't worn this, like, I'm not going to wear it, and it's doing me no good sitting in a closet, so I'll just donate it, and somebody else will maybe get use out of it. Yeah. But also, I don't know. I just feel like it's a weird thing where it's, like, the older I get, I just feel the need to have less stuff. Yeah. And, like... We've been here for three years. We're, like, we were used to moving every year, so, like, mm. that was an easy, like, every year we just did a massive, yeah. like, overhaul, but after three years, I haven't thrown out any clothing. So, <laughs> I was like, haven't worn this, haven't worn that. You collect so much stuff, and even, I was putting away some of my winter clothes, like, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, I didn't wear this at all this yeah. season. Like, I should really just give this away, because if I didn't wear it this season, I'm probably not going to wear it next. Yeah, and it I just packed all space. my winter clothes, and that's how I found a lot of sweaters that I haven't worn, so. And especially, too, I feel like, as an adult who's working, you know, typically is working in an office <laughs> setting, it's like, I can only wear actual clothes, like, mm-hmm. on the weekend, so I really don't feel the need to have all this crap. Yeah. But... All my clothes are packed. All of that's done. I feel like that's the hardest part. It is, yeah. Because I've, there's, like, when you want to purge, like, you have to go through literally every single piece, but... The the clothes, and I always find, like, the kitchen. It's just, just so much stuff in the kitchen. It's mm-hmm. like, you don't even realize you have so many gadgets and yeah, whatever. Yeah, I went, I went through all of my, um, 
like my handbags, like crossbodies, just big totes, like everything. I filled up a plastic bag full of lipsticks that were in different bags because I always throw a lipstick in a bag and then I forget where it is. <laughs> yeah. So then I just buy a new one. <laughs> So, I have, like, multiples of the same color. They're all just sitting in a bag right now. That's so funny. That always would happen with me with, like, the NYX butter gloss. I love the NYX yeah. butter glosses. But the, I forget if I have a certain color or not. So, I'm like, well, I just really need this color, so I'm just going to buy it now. And then you end up having so mm-hmm. many of the same shades. But I'm excited to go through all that stuff because there's a lot of lipsticks in there. But... We can record from here next week. Because, that works. Yeah. Because nothing will be moved by then, so. Next week should be a normal work week. So it won't be Normal so, Thursday? Yeah, so crazy. It, well, that late meeting yesterday. It's like, I, I know I'm going to be so, so exhausted after this day that it's just not going to be the same level of enthusiasm. <laughs> I had off yesterday. Well, I took off yesterday to pack. And, like, it was nice because I finished, like, TV shows. And, like, <laughs> I finished Too Hot to Handle, which, like, was an easy show to have on in the background because I don't have to pay attention yeah. at all. But it was more exhausting, I think, packing than, go like, actually just going to work at that point. <laughs> Probably. But... Yeah, it will be fine. Ted wants to fit everything in six boxes. So. Honestly, once you move, though, and the fact that you have movers, it makes it, like, a lot easier and less stressful. Yeah. So, they get here. I have to go over to the place next Saturday at, like, 10. Mm-hmm. So, Ted will be here with the movers. But because our cable person's coming to make sure our house is wired properly... Oh, so we nice. have cable and Wi-Fi right away because we'll need it for work anyway. Yeah, so that's true. That's a good point. We'll need it, like, as soon as possible. Yeah, things you don't even think about. Yeah. Like, in a normal situation, it's like, all right, if you don't have Wi-Fi for a day, whatever. It'll be fine. But yeah. Yeah. So I need to make sure, if, like, that was all set up. And then, yeah. It's been three years in the making. I was ready to move last year, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have to say, you know what? I love and I hate moving. I like, I feel like I get sometimes sick of a place. I yeah. haven't found that place that I haven't gotten, like, I'm not sick of yet. <laughs> Although, I I loved our old apartment. Like, don't get me wrong. That apartment was so spacious. Like, it was a great huge setup. Huge ceilings. Yeah, huge ceilings. Like, it really felt so roomy. But I just, moving to the row home, I felt like more of like. It's more of like a house. Yeah, like a, exactly. It's more, yeah. It's, it's more of a homey setting than like an apartment where it, it can't, it's hard to feel cozy in, like, such a big place. Yeah. No, I get that. The one thing I'm going to miss, and I don't know what I'm going to do, do without it, is right now my bedroom, closet, bedroom and closet are huge. Like, we have really high ceilings. Your closet's huge. We have a big closet, and now I'm downsizing. So that's another reason I had to, like, I physically had to get rid of clothes because yeah. it was easy to like store all these clothes because it, it was a full walk-in closet with like wall shelving and like everything shelving for shoes don't have that in the new place so yeah that closet is like unheard of in a lot of places yeah that's so nice Ugh, i die for it decent closet
Um, moving on from moving, because no one cares where I live. So, um, I think before we jump into our typical podcast talking through reality TV, I think Sam and I definitely want to take a moment out to kind of talk through current events right now, because we feel like it's very important just to use this platform to make people aware if they aren't aware. I know we have a lot of listeners in different countries and just kind of making sure that one, people are informed and two, like know what they can do if they want to get involved and like how, what are things that they can do in their own private lives, especially if they are located in a different country or even in this country. So there have been numerous protests about the, it started because of George Floyd um, and the Black Lives Matter protests that are currently going on. I know Baltimore has had them every single day. There's a huge one being put together for tomorrow. Um, and I know we're, there are a lot of people that are still in quarantine that don't necessarily want to go to a protest, but there are other ways that you can get involved. And I think we definitely want to highlight those on this show and like make sure that people are aware we're going to be posting the links to different organizations where you can donate um, and also just different things that you can do to get involved. I think one of the things that you found was if we if people didn't want to go to a protest, they can donate supplies. So I think it was masks, masking tape, um, water bottles, everything like that, the protests do need. And those are definitely things people can do to get involved. Yeah, I think there are a lot of ways to get involved. I think that contributing to, you know, trying to change the, honestly, to be frank, there's systematic racism in this country. And trying to alter that and contribute, you know, positively to making it a different situation for people, you know, black people in this country or any, you know, any minority, but specifically here, we're talking about, you know, black lives. There are so many ways that you can contribute. There are so many petitions out there. Mm-hmm. I know, for instance, there's one I, for uh, Breonna Taylor, who today, actually, I, I've been seeing a lot of posts would have been her 27th birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's just very interesting. One of my friends posted something very interesting perspective about, you know, this year I'll, I'll be turning 27. A lot of my friends will be turning 27. And never have I once thought I'm not going to live to be 27 yeah. because of the color of my skin. It, because, I mean, if anything, we have so much privilege as white women in this country. Like, it's heartbreaking to hear these stories, too, of people who you know, black people in this country who they're pulled over and they have to have action plans as to what they're going to do so that they don't make a wrong move and they end up dead. And, I mean, my biggest, I've never, I mean, I've never even been pulled over, but my biggest concern about being pulled over would be, I'm, oh, I'm going to get a ticket. Yeah. I think, like, definitely people have to, as a lot of people are posting, like, it's not enough to just not be racist. You have to be anti-racism. And, like, I I never thought about that so much of, like, you hear comments in passing of, like, yeah. people that, like, 
you know are racist that say these comments and like you have to be that person that's willing to be up against that person and kind of take them on I know I've seen a lot of posts on like because I empathize completely but I'm not in a person's shoes a black person's shoes and I don't know what that feels like but there's a lot of posts I think I did post it to our Instagram of like how to be an ally during this time and how can you make sure that we are amplifying these voices that need to be heard and I think even on our Instagram right now we haven't posted anything about any reality TV or anything like that because we want to focus on amplifying those voices and making sure that they're being heard and making sure that people aren't just kind of glazing over it and it's not just a little blip on the radar like there has to be a drastic change in a lot of the ways that Americans and then also even other places I know there's been protests in Greece in England and like numerous other countries like there has to be a shift in our people's mindset and that's only going to happen by everyone not just people of color or like going out to these protests like it has to be a unified front there well even if you think about it you know we're in Baltimore where five years ago you had Freddie Gray Mm -hmm. and really it doesn't feel as though anything has changed yeah in five years and it's just it's senseless it's hard to comprehend I think I think it's it's hard to comprehend for us because it to me it's just like why yeah I don't think we are all we should all be equals but I don't it's I mean I understand it's a comp very complex matter there are so many layers to it and I think it's not even just like blatant racist because there are a lot of microaggressions Mm -hmm. that are involved in racism as well that people may not even realize because it's still built into the fabric even I think like one of the things that we can mention here if you're going around saying all lives matter please stop like that is not the point of saying black lives matter so, and even though you don't consider yourself racist by you saying that, like, that is one of those things that we're talking about. Like, you're not adding to this. You are just taking away from what needs to change. The best analogy I've seen out there is the one where they say, you know, like, somebody's house is on fire. Mm-hmm. And some if you were to come up and say, but what about my house? And it's like, but your house isn't on fire right now. Your house is important. But it's, it's not in fire. danger. Yeah. Or some there's another one too. It's like you know somebody breaks their leg, and you were to stand there and say, "What about my legs? Your legs are fine. Yeah. They're, they're not broken. They they're working just perfectly. They're not in danger. But those person's legs need our help. So I I agree. It's it's not it's not contributing, and it is it's just like a to granted that all lives do matter, but. All and I don't, lives like, are not in danger right now. Yeah. And when people are saying black lives matter, they're not saying that because you're white, your life doesn't matter. But, be like, black lives are mattering because all these things keep happening again and again and again. And nothing is changing. Like, nothing has changed from those five years ago when we had the protests in Baltimore because of Freddie Gray. So, like, something, there has, that's why there has to be a big shift. I think, like, we'll put up the links for everyone. I think we'll make sure that we are doing our best to be that person and like amplify it to people that might not necessarily know how they can help and they when they do want to help 
I know there's a lot of posts out there of like don't date don't donate here donate here and it's like just a lot so I think like making it a little bit easier for people and like definitely we'll continue to post about different people you can listen to to learn about being anti-racist because at this point that's what you have to be so and I think it's a lot of education too yeah. there are so many I mean great resources that I've seen out there I know 13th on Netflix I I have yet to watch it I, it's on my list of things to watch this weekend but I've heard it's a great documentary that really is very informative of the, the issue at hand uh, there's so many podcasts out there I was listening mm-hmm. today I can't remember the the title of the podcast, but it's with Rachel Lindsay. I was listening to that one, too. Yes, and that was... I mean, listen, I love Rachel Lindsay. I think she's so well-spoken. She's so... She just says things so eloquently. and But on a, on a level that is just very clear and understandable to anybody. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I listened to that today. And it's just, I think, it's about information. I also think that contributing to this and helping to amplify the voices it looks different for everybody like like you said some people are might not feel comfortable especially during corona you know going out to a protest if you're immunocompromised if mm-hmm. you live with someone who's immunocompromised that might not be the option for you there but there's the petitions there's gofundmes there's um pre-filled letters that you can send to like your senators or your mm-hmm. representatives petitions there's so many ways that you can be involved it doesn't have to be going out and protesting there's also um this thing called save a vote so um a lot of people right now trump or the president of the u.s is not contributing at all and he's fueling this even more and like we have an election coming up so i think like that's another thing like people get out and vote and there's a website called save a vote where you can actually work to kind of help those states and the swing states that could control an election because I think like at this point everyone's clear like our president has done nothing to kind of help or like put people at ease or like make changes that he needs to make which he should be making I feel like if it was any other term there would be changes and people would kind of be working towards that but there has been nothing so like we'll also post the link for save a vote um if you live in a state where it's not if you don't if you live in a state that's not a swing state and i i think it's the other part of it too is like people have to keep you have to keep the discussion alive Mm -hmm. because all of this is for nothing if we just you know this is a thing and then we let it happen and then we forget about it and nothing changes and we continue on status quo because this shouldn't be status quo yeah yeah, no, I agree. And hopefully, like, the conversations are keeping, like, keep happening. And it's not, as we said, a one-week thing because people are protesting. Like, we will continue to talk about it and talk about different podcasts. I think, like, every week we can probably even recommend something for you guys to listen to or watch or read. And there's a ton of books out there. There's just a ton of information accessible free information for people if they aren't sure where to start or they aren't sure how to begin their education with this if they're new to it or if they are a white person that needs more information on anything like we definitely want to be there to help the black community right now and I think we have to 
demand diversity, then you have to demand it from everybody. Yeah. I, I was saying to you earlier, you know, if you think about Bravo Housewives, yeah, we have two franchises, Potomac and Atlanta, that are black women, but why don't we have integrated... Why mm-hmm. do we not have, like, diverse cast all together in, in one city? Why are they separated from these other cities? It, it makes no sense to me. There are, I'm, I know there are successful black women in New York and Beverly Hills and Dallas. Orange County. Orange County, New Jersey. I know there are. So why, why are those not people who are on the show? Yeah. Which I know, like, we looked at, we were just talking about the cast of New York. It's all blonde-haired women who are white on that cast. Except Luann, but she's white. Yeah. (laughs) But even with Garcelle is the first black woman on Beverly Hills Hills in the whole series. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever been a black woman on New York. I know there hasn't on Dallas. I don't think on Jersey, I know on Jersey there has not been. So they are there. They, there are, there are women on these shows. But I think the other part of it too is that, I can go down a rabbit hole on this, but there are just, it's the system. Part of it too is, what are, what opportunities are, are we providing? Are corporations providing to black women and men to be in these successful positions? It, it it's just very interesting. I I was on a work call and somebody had said, you know, we're talking about diversity recruiting, and we're talking about you know recruiting for black women and men. And we said, okay, but they have to be qualified. We need to look for qualified black women and men. And you would never say that about a white person. You would say you would never say, oh, let's let's look for qualified white men or women. It's it's just all about. I think we need to create that. It has to be demanded from everybody. Corporations, mm-hmm. government, everyday citizens, everybody has to demand change. Yeah. And I know, like, we've even been looking at how we can get involved with the protests, if, even if it's dropping off supplies and everything like that for them, just so we can make sure that we're doing our part and then also educating our friends and our listeners. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people right now that are posting stuff not for this and it's kind of taking that time out of your day to educate them and like make sure that it's not just you scroll past them on Facebook you take that time out and like talk to them about like why it's not right to post half the stuff that they're posting I know like I saw an interesting thing where it was like don't unfriend these people you can mute them but still at least like if you're posting about it it'll pop up in their newsfeed so they're gonna have to continue to see it and learn and educate themselves and that's what I think that's part of it too is like it's about that education. I think you really have to. It's easy to just okay, I don't want to say anything controversial, but I think that it's easy to call out someone who's racist or saying some you know some microaggression, whatever it is. But it has to be twofold. You also have to provide that education because mm-hmm. if you're just saying this person's racist, okay. Why would, how are they gonna, how are you gonna help them change? How are you going to inform them and show them yeah. that this is wrong? Calling somebody out is only, I think, part of it. Yeah. But don't unfriend those people. Keep them in your friend group. 
not actual friend group, but like Instagram friend group, follower, whatever they're called these days, but (laughs) make sure like you're posting and they're able to see that stuff and give them like the opportunity to educate themselves. So, and I saw something else interesting too today. Somebody saying that we have to also nurture this environment where it's okay to change your opinion once you're educated on the Mm -hmm. matter. I think a lot of times people are like, oh, well, you used to think this however many years ago, so you're just saying this to save face. And I'm sure those people exist. But the other flip side of it is like, truly, if this person has been educated, we should allow them to be able to see, like, wow, I I was completely missing the point. I was not fully informed, and Mm -hmm. now I've changed my opinion, and I see what you're saying. You, you have to allow people to change their opinion once they're informed. If you're not informed and you're just flip-flopping, then okay, you're just yeah. doing it for face, but you have to allow people that. Otherwise, what is the incentive for somebody mm-hmm. to say, oh, no, I've changed my opinion after being informed? Yeah. So, and I know, like, there's a lot of things where my company has an inclusion and diversity group, and... We ever like for years now they've been saying like you have to be uncomfortable like the only way for us to get comfortable with change and with like talking about diversity and like what people go through is being uncomfortable because it's an uncomfortable subject no matter how you cut it so like the first step is talking about it and then once you talk about it you realize that other people are willing to talk about it and it takes that awkwardness out but you still have to first do it so There's always going to be a comfort level that has to be broken. And I think, I mean, I'm just hoping that there is real change after, at least, you know, we're making the steps toward change. I realize that it's not going to be an overnight Mm -hmm. situation because this is years on years and decades of, I mean, it's hundreds of years, really. It's hundreds of years that this has been going on. So, you can't erase hundreds of years of history overnight. It will be slow. It will be slow, but there has to be movement on it, because there hasn't been. I think even since somebody had said, you know, like, civil rights, essentially, you know, the black community has just gained all of their rights in the past 50 years. Mm -hmm. But even since then, not much has changed. Mm -hmm. There was a post that someone shared that their grandmother was talking about it and was like, I did the same thing back when I was younger so you guys wouldn't have to do it. And you're still having to do it over and over and over again. And that's the change that needs to happen. It has to be a fundamental shift in how our world operates. And I think we will get there. It's on an I think. We will get there, but it's going to take time. And it's going to take constant education and resources and people talking about it and not just this week or this month. It can't be a month thing. No. It has to be Constant. an every day and every week, every year, year of year over year thing. It, it's going to take everybody to be in it. And it's it's crazy to me that it is so it's a it seems political and polarizing. But basic human rights should not be political. No. It shouldn't. And it 
is so sad that it has come down to political parties and not all political parties, no. but like the super like super extremes. extremes. Like it should never come down to, as you said, like a basic human right should not be a political issue, but they are. And that that's what needs to change. At the end of the day, we are all human beings, and that's that's what it is. It, and it should not be. You should not have to be in fear of people who are you pay. These are people that we all pay taxpayers to protect, and you live in fear of them. Yeah. But we'll post the links. Honor and like we'll continue to post them on social media, but we'll also have links and just like different people you can listen to in the description of this podcast. So if you're listening in a car or something, take a moment, don't just listen to the podcast and move on. Like, take a moment, look at the links, look at where you can donate, how you can be involved, what you can do next, like, what are next steps, how do we move on, like, not move on, but how do we move forward from here, and like, how do we continue to do this? So don't just make sure you check that out um and then if you do follow us on instagram like we will continue to post a ton of people that you should also start following because they're putting out great things every single day of like different material to read or different things to think about and like help change people's perspective when they're not sure where to go But feels weird jumping into reality TV just right after that. But we can at least start with 90 Day, which is our most diverse cast. I would say so. Maybe well, the challenge is diverse. The challenge is diverse. But even, well, okay. What do we want to do? We can talk about 90 Day. No, okay. no one was really on it. No, like, it was... Not it was a David and Lana show. It was a David and Lana show. But it was a show that I didn't care about because it just felt so... I don't know. I'm still not convinced that they're actually in love. How is I mean, it? he proposed, so... He did, but how did she go from the beginning of that to not know, saying, I like him for today, to, oh, yeah, sure, I'll be engaged to him? Visa. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It was just, it's just ridiculous. It's so unbelievable. She's like, I don't know how I'm going to tell my with family. Him when she finds out that Riggs is not diamonds. Remember the first few episodes he buys a cubic zirconium oh, ring? Yeah. I, it's just, it's also very fitting to me that he is an ex-pro bowler and he has that coat. It just feels very on brand for an ex-pro bowler. The best thing had to be was the email. Like, not. A lot of Hi. Not. <laughs> like, burn. Like, you got him good. The private investigator is actually burning you because he just <laughs> sent you three different websites with your now fiancé's picture and credentials on them. So, who's winning? I wonder if her real name is Lana. Well, there's, a, there's Anastasia and, like, there's a ton of other names she's going by, so. So, who knows? That Maybe she's just exciting. a spy. That would be really cool. <laughs> But I was, so, he got her the phone. You know, she can now talk to him. But... But does she want to? I forgot. I don't know. 
I don't know if it was in the reunion for the part that I watched because I watched the David part, like part of the David part in the reunion. It was ten out like the leaked reunion, which was ten hours. But apparently, there's more than just the ten hours they accidentally leaked. So. Oh my gosh. I don't know, but she said that like she got he got her a phone before, mm-hmm. but it was too tiny, so she couldn't text because her nails were too long. Okay. She has every excuse in the book for everything. And he buys every single one. He does, and it's sad. <laughs> I, ugh. Nobody I else buys it, except for him. I've had long nails, and I can text, so. <laughs> he just has to be so sad and lonely, because why else would you put up with all of that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't seem like a bad guy, though, so I feel bad for him. He's just really into the Ukrainian, Russian women. That's what it is. Like, it's like a fetish at this point. Because Lon is not the first No, he has a type. Yeah. Like, that is his type, and, like, he does not deviate at all. Same as, like, Ed has a type, and he does not deviate. No. Um... That was so uncomfortable, speaking of Ed, him and his daughter's conversation. Which How tall like, do you think his daughter is? Taller he, than him. I couldn't tell if, like, it was just because, like, he was slouching and she was standing up straight, or they were, she was a little shorter than him. Well, what did he say? Isn't he, like, 4 or something? 4'11". I think she's taller than 4'11". I don't know. Well, I mean, if her mother is 5'2", she's going to be <laughs> taller than 4'11". That's true. She was short, though, too. Yeah, she was short. She was tiny. But it was, like, what everybody's thinking, that you're going to propose to this woman who is younger than your daughter. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. And it's just, what? I was trying to think of, like, if I was in her shoes and my parents were divorced and my dad was like, here's my my girlfriend. I want to propose to her. I've never met her. She's 21. I would be like, mm, one or... Are you sure? Or yeah. do you, like, do I have to pull out that paperwork? Like, have you started to lose it? Am yeah. I going to become, like... <laughs> do I need to become power of attorney? Yeah. Like, is something going on here? But I understand, like, why she was upset. Yeah, me too. So. It was, it's just, the whole thing was just, like, bizarre. I don't know how he thought he was going to have a normal relationship with What do you daughter. think would have happened if they stayed to, Like, if he wasn't such a complete asshole... And Rose didn't leave him. I think they would have an estranged relationship, him and his daughter. You think she so? She seemed very upset. Yeah. Like, no coming back from it upset. Yeah. She was very emotional about it, rightly so. And she did not seem like she wanted to put up with that, any of it. No. And it seemed as though, even though TLC didn't necessarily air this, it seemed as though she really stated her opinion explicitly. I don't yeah. think this is something you should be doing. And if you do it, I'm done. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, I know you don't watch Jeffrey, but he proposed again, and she said yes. Oh, please. I roll. <laughs> exactly. But Major. people online are saying that him and Mary are together, so they can be together. They're so, fine. Yeah, he's a sketchy, And so guy. she is. So, so she's, that's not even a sentence. <laughs> so, so she is. She, so she is. So is she. So they can be sketchy together. I would say good for him, but I don't want wish anything good for him because he just he's, the allegations against him is a garbage man. Yeah. 
Darcy was on the episode, right? right? Yeah, I didn't, I even didn't watch. watch. I was like, Jesus, there's gonna be nothing about Ooh, a relationship. But at the reunion, spoiler alert for people that haven't looked it up. Have you heard? No. There's Tom drama with Avery and Ash. What? So they stopped, they like broke up, right? Or like stopped talking for a little bit. So Ash paid Tom to see if Avery would go out with him. What? And not even like, apparently it was like right away. Like, oh yeah, sure. Like, not even like a, had to like court her or like try to win her over. It was like an immediate like, oh yeah, of course. Like her and Ash had just broken up. That's entrapment. (laughs) That's shady on Ash too. I don't really care. You know what? There are plenty of people who are like, you know what? I'm maybe I'm broken up. I just need to rebound. I think there is nothing. Yeah, wrong. but don't do someone in the ninety day cast. <laughs> you know what? It, to me, it feels like though, like are the are you the one people? They all seem to date they do. in the same bubble. So I just feel like maybe it's a situation where it's like, okay, you understand where I'm coming from, so but it's easier. Apparently, to they go into it in the reunion. That's entrapment. I haven't watched that whole thing, and then I also haven't. Apparently, there's more footage but yeah that's what I heard and I was like ooh that's that's old juicy that gossip is juicy, but it is so sad I don't like a setup that was setup that's a setup especially because we thought Avery and Ash were the only I don't legitimate think anybody couple. comes out of this no okay spoiler done <laughs> um and then we have Lisa and Usman his family did not look thrilled to be there at the wedding I love that he asked if she wanted to wear a bra. It's like, Lisa, have you never heard of a strapless bra? How old are you? You knew you were getting married. Like, why didn't you just pack one? Just in case. Or ask them to put, like, not the the see-through, yeah. like, a, like, were you listening or, like, using your head? And when your husband, if you about to be husband, is asking if you should put on a bra, that's probably, like, Hint, you should put on a bra. But the way he said it was very nice. It was very polite. He was like, I think you need a brassiere with this. <laughs> I can't. Like, she definitely did. Oh, she 100% did. But at that point. She's already in the dress. Like. She's already in the dress. That's it. Whatever. But And the mom didn't go to the reception. Or the older brother. Mm-hmm. They seemed less than thrilled. It looked like a, a fun, I will say it looked like a fun little uh, reception, whatever. Yeah, it did. They, they honestly, in, in that moment, they did look like they were, they liked each other, at least. <laughs> you can't say in love. No, I don't know if I could say that. <laughs> they tolerated each other. They tolerated each other, and I, I also love the part when they're having to say their names, and he says, Usman, I forget his last name, Soldier Boy. Sorry, that's not your legal name. Are you aware that you, you are not? I mean, it, he boy? could. It could be like he, it could be it a could Jonathan be. situation where he changed his name to Food God. So he can't. He can't let it go. He needs to slip it in everywhere he can, so everybody. Remembers and then he was he's singing to boy. her at the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't with them. Who else is that? All. Yeah. I mean, oh, we had um. Stephanie came out to her mom. Um, I was listening to 90 Day Cray Cray, and they had a good point of, like, Stephanie's legitimately a catfish, if you think about it. 
Like, her online persona is so different than her actual persona that I get, like, for your fans and stuff, you put on, like, a little bit, like, she can be a different person online, but, like, if that's who Erica met, like, met and, like, thought that's who she was going to be, it's a complete catfish at that point. It's very different than her online persona. I have to say, I was watching this episode, like, I I really love her style, though. She has very good style. She She knows, like the right things to wear and how to put together an outfit. Yeah, she does. But she also makes a fuck ton, so... She does. She was driving a Porsche. I know. It's like, man, she must get some good money well, from Well, we that. looked at her Patreon, and it's a lot of freaking money for your highest membership. Yeah, she must... So... She must get good money from that, because... To... I would become a different person if I made that yeah, much money. Right? <laughs> to be able to drive a Porsche. So... Imagine. But I feel like... Her mom was disappointed, but she kind of, like, saved face a little bit at the end. Yeah. But. Well, it's always, it's just always uncomfortable to watch this conversation and where somebody's coming out and the parent says, I think you're confused. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. And he, she's like, I wanted you to have the Prince Charming and we're, I forgot where she said she's from, but, like, over there and have yeah. the big wedding and, like, all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, but she can still. If she does meet a woman, like, maybe not over there, but she can still have that huge wedding here if, like, that's what you want, so. You you can, especially today, you can still have kids. You Mm -hmm. can, you can still have that fairy tale life, regardless of who you marry. So, it's always, it's just always hard to watch that, because I can't even imagine having to go through that. Especially on camera. On, exactly, on camera, but... I think she did save a face a little bit at the end, where, you know, she basically, you know, when she asked her, do you want me to not tell you if I'm in a relationship with, with a woman? And her mom did say, no, I want you to tell me, I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. So, I, I have, I kind of see both sides of it, where I think if you picture something for somebody for so long and you're not expecting something, mm-hmm. you do, it, I think it's going to take more than a second for mm-hmm. some people, especially somebody like probably Stephanie's mom who is from such a conservative country, mm-hmm. I think it's going to take and more than a second. it's a different generation. And it's like, a different generation. It's going to take more than one second to just be like, okay, yeah, this is yeah, fine. And process it and everything. Exactly. I think you there is sort of this like, morning sounds dramatic, but you sort of have to get over this the idea of what you thought this person's future was going to be mm-hmm. and reconcile it with what it's going to be and get on board and be supportive of that. Yeah. Is there anyone else? No. No. And if I, I can't so. think of them, there's no one that I care to <laughs> talk about. Um we can do Real Housewives. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, same fight, different location. Just over and over and over again. This this also brought in, like, Garcelle's not in every episode. Yeah. So, like, it brought back the whole, like, people not taking her seriously. And, like, but everyone has a good point of, like, Garcelle's never there. She isn't. And I did note, like, I didn't really think about it too much. I know we've said it before. But and then I, they did the montage of yes, her. of all the, you know, the trips not her, and things but, like, that they the were doing her, that yeah. she wasn't there for. And I get it. She's busy. She's a working woman. But I, but it's hard to develop her, her relationship. Job. This is this is also her job. Like, at the end of the day, let's not pretend to be naive here. Like, 
they get paid for this. This is her job also, so she should be making an effort into this job as well. No, I agree that it's also her job, but I think that the producers also knew what they were signing on to yeah. when they gave offered her a contract. But she does a lot of work. She might not get, like, if she doesn't take it as seriously or, like, prioritize, like, certain days, at least, like, the big trip, not the big trip, but, like, the trips-ish, like, she's going to be cut. Like, she's not going to last, have longevity on the show. It's hard to build a relationship with people when you're not around them that often. But I will say, I, I just, I really do like Garcelle. I think she brings this very down-to-earth energy, and she... And she's not afraid to call people yes, out, she calls which it I like. she sees it. But I just want her to, like... I want her not to get cut from the show, but in order for her not to get cut, like, she has to... I get the Nashville thing, but, like, where was she every other weekend? Yeah. When they had something. Like, okay, one week you explain where you were, so it's, like, maybe just say, like, oh, no, I have a prior engagement. Like... You know these things are filming months, years out that you're going to be on the show, so. I, I just think it's such a hard position because, let's be honest, whatever things that she's filming are probably paying her a lot more. Oh, yeah. They're going to be paying Housewives. her a lot more, unless you're Denise Richards, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Denise Richards <laughs> is a whole other story. She, her and her conversation, first of all, I think Aaron seems like he's a did you see the thing that I sent you? Did you watch it? I don't think I did. Oh my gosh. You know when they got into the fight. So, when they were at the Kyle's house. They were at Kyle's house, right? Yes. They were at Kyle's house. They were all sitting down. As they were leaving, someone posted it on Instagram. Um, as they were leaving, and she kept saying, not on camera, not on camera. Like, mm-hmm. shut up. And he kept turning around. He turns back and says, don't tell me to shut up. They put subtitles up for that. Take the subtitles. You know how, like, Bravo puts up the subtitles? They take the subtitles off. He whispers something. And I said, did he just whisper that he was going to crush her hand? Mm. And so I rewound it, put my own subtitles on, and I watched it two or three times to make sure that's what he was saying. And he says, don't tell me to fucking shut up or I'll fucking crush your hand. And I was like, that's why they didn't put freaking subtitles on because they thought no one was going to catch it. I think he's a whack dude. I think You can't say that shit. One, you can't say that shit. And two, like, you're mic'd up, even if you're going to whisper, it's still, it's gonna still gonna gonna it. like, going to come out. Like, good mics. He was also mansplaining mm-hmm. and shutting all the women down. And it's not Why a conversation you need to be in. Like, I do not like him at all. Here's the thing. He was a, a little out there when he was at the dinner at Erica's house. Or, yeah. And, I don't know if it was Erica's house. It might have been. I can't remember whose house it was. No, but it they was. But at the dinner party. Yeah. And I think it was Kyle's house again. Was it? I don't remember. I can't remember, <laughs> but he was a little out there then. But the whole thing, really the crux of what annoyed me was when he said, he's, you know, trying to, basically just shutting all these women down. And then all Teddy does really is sort of rolls her eyes. She's like, okay. And then Denise is like, you're a pot stirrer. No, your husband is out of line. Especially when he's like, look in the mirror. Like, all of that stuff. It's just like, Denise, like, do not bring your husband around anymore. Like, don't even be on the show anymore at this point. I, and I think it, I can see where the women are having an, an issue because 
Last season, Denise is so open. I see both sides. Denise is so open about her sexuality and her sex life, whatever. And then this season, it's like she is June Cleaver. And she has nothing to do with any of this. Yeah. But, to Garcelle's point, I see... In front of the kids, In front of the kids. It's inappropriate, especially teenagers. But I also think she's trying to make it sound a lot worse than it actually was. Because she came up and asked me about it. Okay, she laughed about it. was like, oh, we thought you guys were so funny. Like... And I can I can see the other part of it too. From I think it's more so. I don't think she'll admit this, but I think it's more so the other kids because yeah. can you imagine you're a parent and your kid comes home and says, "Oh, we went to Sammy's house for dinner," and the adults were talking about threesomes. Yeah, that's what she she's scared of. Like what it comes off off to other people. Not yeah. I mean, as a parent, I'd be like, uh, I don't know if you're going over to this person's yeah. house as often anymore, or if you're going over there for a dinner party. So. I, I think it's more so that, but there's there's no real, there was no need for Aaron to get involved. It wasn't he wasn't a part of the conversation. He had nothing to do with the conversation, and it was just like shutdowns instead of letting them discuss it, which yeah, frankly is what your wife is on the show to do. She's not on here to like sit back and do nothing. And yeah, it was just constant like you're on camera like yes like she kept having to like shut him up and he was not listening at no. all he he was just like going 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 he could not he didn't want to stop and it was just it was too much to watch i mean brenda got up from the table erica got up from the table we we're like i'm not dealing with this bullshit i'm like i could not stand when denise was beating around the bush when lisa got up and was like i'm done with this and like walked away and played and she's like denise kept saying it's no one at this table right now. And it's like, just come out and say it's Lisa. Like, that's who you're saying it is. Clearly, Kyle's not understanding me. She probably doesn't even realize Lisa Renna got up. Yeah. Like, just say, I don't have a problem with you. I have a problem with Lisa. It's, and it goes back to this thing that we're, they're fighting about the same thing. Why are we talking about this now for three episodes? Let's find some other drama. Yeah. There has to be a better storyline, because I could not care less about this one. Yeah. I, I'm over it. It's done with. They're going, are they going to Italy next week? Or are they getting ready to go to Italy? I forget. They're going somewhere. I get confused sometimes by their previews, because they, it looks like, pretty they, long. they mash up, like, a lot of episodes into one preview to get yeah. you excited, so. Brandy Glanville is coming back. Mm-hmm. I never want to say anything about anybody's appearance, but she's done too much with the plastic surgery. So it's Denise, though. Like, Denise sometimes, like, can't move her face, but... But Brandy looks like... I, and I don't think... Here's the thing. I think that everybody has a right to do whatever they want with their bodies. Yeah. But then you just... When you change your face so much, you, it... Chloe... <laughs> yeah, it just makes me start to think, like, this person has body dysmorphia. Yeah. And that's not healthy. Well, now we're getting into unhealthy territory. It's like, um, fuck, Kim Zolciak put up the picture of her in the bikini, the, not the bikini, the bathing suit, like, and she's like, I swear there's no photoshopping, this bathing suit holds me in really well. Come on, like, either there's no photoshopping or you've had a lot of fucking work done, so, either or, at this point, because you've had... How many kids? Six kids? So. It's just, it sets a bad tone for the rest of normal America who can't afford plastic surgeries. Yeah. 
and it just makes I think it makes other women feel bad like I have this body I can't do anything about it yeah so instead I'm just gonna be fucking miserable and hate my body because I don't look like that yeah and then they post about oh well I got it from drinking skinny tea and it's like no you fucking did it yeah it's, it's just it's blatant bullshit that's a diuretic which is not healthy for you no and it's not gonna make you one lose cellulite and two like drop three million pounds like no, it's all watery it's like somebody who you can fast for 12 hours and do the same thing yeah it's like somebody who just takes laxatives which is a, a disorder yeah right it's a glor skinny tea is like a, a glorified disorder yeah i can't with the influencers that are pissy about it, so. I will say, like, props to Jamila, I don't remember her last name, but yeah. you know what I'm talking about. She really called out all these celebs who were doing mm-hmm. skinny tea, and I feel like I have I haven't not seen, seen them. them. No. So, props to her for really making that change, because I think a lot of people were over that bullshit, especially because we knew none of those celebrities were using it. But then some people do believe it, and it's like, I know so many people that have, at work, that have bought skinny teas and stuff like that, and it's like... It's so bad for you. (sighs) That's not gonna work. No. (laughs) It's not gonna work. It's gonna work. It's gonna make you shit. Exactly. And it's not healthy. It's not gonna make you, make it vast changes. No. It's not, it's not being healthy. It's just losing weight. There's a difference. (laughs) Yeah. But... That was a tangent, but that I saw that post and I was like, I can't with Kim Zolciak. I can't. Either. She's another. She she, she could take one. it a whole episode just to break yes. down her appearance. <laughs> um. But nothing. Beverly Hills. That was really it. Real Housewives of New York. I have to very briefly touch on one. Leah in this in the last episode, it's on another level. I said that last week. You did. And it was so up and down. It was like one second she was lovey-dovey all over everybody. The next she was flying off the handle. I, here's my thing personally. When she grabs the flowers. Oh my God. This is where I agree. Actually agreed with Elise. If you invite somebody, tell somebody somebody can come. Yeah. You then can no longer rescind it. You've made your decision and you can't go back on it. Yeah. I went back and forth a lot with the whole Leah sister thing because at first I was like well why can't she invite like it's no big deal like if it was my group of friends and I was like oh I want to invite my if I had a sister like (laughs) I want to invite my sister I don't think you guys would say no like I think you guys would be fine with it but I also would ask you guys well in advance it wouldn't be on the spreader van up to the place in front of everyone no I I agree with that but it's just to me it was such a nonsensical thing to say, like, no to. Especially, it would be like, you know... It's also Ramona, like... Well, that's part of the problem, is it's Ramona. But it would be like, you know, I come to your house for a party, and I'm like, oh, can I bring my friend so-and-so? You're like, no, sorry. It's going to change the dynamic of the whole entire party, and I just, I, I can't handle that. I love, though, Leah called her out when Ramona first said no, and was like, she's like, well, this is like us, like the housewives, blah, 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 and she's like, Elise is here. <laughs> Elise is not a housewife. <laughs> and then Elise is the other person I have to pick a bone with again. So I agreed with her on the one sentiment. And I here's the problem I have with Elise. Here's my issue I'm having. Is I think that she means well. I truly do. But she wants that red apple so mm-hmm. bad that she just 
dives in and she doesn't dive in in the right ways. No. It's not your place to be telling somebody who you're not even friends with at all about how you should be behaving and talking about somebody's child. Yeah. Children are off limits. Yeah, it's just not your place. If that's your friend, that's a different story, then you can pull them aside and let them know, you know, is there something going on? Would you want your daughter to see the behavior? But somebody who you're barely acquaintances with. Yeah. It's just, it's inappropriate. I mean, we've seen actual friends go down because of, like, like on these shows bringing in children so like you're not even friends and you're bringing that in so and then I the moment at the end of the episode I could not stand either is that you know Ramona because she says she doesn't agree with Leah's behavior just decides entirely that she's just gonna isolate her out of the conversation and it's just so it's so freaking Ramona but it's so rude Mm -hmm. it was so entirely rude and even Luann is like are you kidding me? All of the things that you've done, and instead of trying to help her, yeah, you're just gonna isolate her out. And I think part of it is a generation generational difference. I think because she, yes, Ramona in, is in a point in her life where she's no longer doing that. That she's sixty two years old, sixty one years old. Yeah, Leah's where was she when she was Leah's age? So she was probably doing the same shit. Yeah. So. Ramona's not getting that, and I think Luann brought up that point where it's like, we are, yeah, we're older and wiser now, so we should be helping her and guiding her through these years mm-hmm. rather than looking down on her. Yeah. Also, at the dinner, there's just so much going on because oh it was like, Leah was doing whatever the fuck Leah was doing, and then Sonia and Ramona were like talking about uninviting Leah's sister. And then Tinsley and Dorinda are making up, and we don't even get to see that on camera because Leah is trying to bring down the establishment, <laughs> essentially, of, like, the clam bake. It's so, it's wild to watch, but it's also so entertaining because she's just, like, rolling around. They're literally dragging her on the ground and to the try to talk waiter to her. at like one point is just like trying to bring food out and like doesn't know what to do. She has a chair up over her head at one point and they're like, don't throw the chair. They're just trying to rip, like, it was just. It was so much at once. It was a lot. But was she big. was drinking all day. She was. And she even said like, there's a lot of other yes. issues, like the whole thing with the PETA guy happen that same day like not day but like that week yeah so. it had been a shitty week and she was definitely in the mindset I mean we all got in the mindset where we were like I need to drink like yeah. it's been a long week and I just need to forget about things and she she just really did for it. she went for it <laughs> I need whatever they take to not be hungover me too she, they, she bounced back she looked great the next day she was fine like nothing happened <laughs> And the best part, okay, this is another part to this whole thing with Ramona, how she said that she blacked out Leah's behavior, and Luana's just like, no, she was drinking all day, Ramona was drinking all day, and she actually didn't remember what happened, and now she's going to blame it on, she was blacking it out because she was so embarrassed. And she was blaming, like, childhood trauma. Yes, exactly, and so Leah actually gets emotional because she's like... She feels bad, like, she feels fucking terrible. She's like, I brought up all this, like, like, repressed stuff that... Ramona was going through and all this childhood trauma that she was going through like made her black out and no no and meanwhile 
who answered bullshit. You were drunk too. That's classic Ramona. She yeah. she gets away with so much shit, Ramona. She does way too much. She honestly does. I the problem is I just like no matter what she says I can't somehow I can't dislike her. But I think she's just like she doesn't know what like she comes across as like she truly doesn't realize what she's doing is wrong. But after so many years, I just think she... I think her day of reckoning may come one day. Oh, yeah. It definitely will be. Because she does... She goofs up and makes way too many of the same repeated errors. Mm-hmm. For it to just go by so many years and nothing ever comes of it. I don't know. I, <laughs> I love how she's like, well, your sister can't come to this, but I can invite her just to a cocktails and conversations with you and your yeah. sister. It's like... But that's not the point. <laughs> That's not what she wants. Yeah, you just missed the entire point. Put okay, Ramona. She doesn't want to go to your apartment and get a cocktails and conversations. It's the last way she wants to go now. But that was pretty much it. We haven't watched um, last night's episode. No, so we'll talk about it next week. But and get back on a regular schedule. Um, The challenge. The challenge. Every single week I say this. Consistently. It's 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 amazing. It's good content I'm trying to think what is what was the challenge this week I can't even remember the trivia Tri- trivia is always the best because TJ gets such a kick he, out of it his laugh his <laughs> laugh he loves being able to launch these people I just like Nani saying elephants have small like lay small the smallest eggs. eggs elephants no, do not like eggs lay eggs. I love the part two where Johnny Bananas is like, Nani, spell Marlboro. Just like, this was a great chat. Like, I like that they had to like hang on to the thing. It yes. wasn't just like a, like there was some like strength that was needed in it. It just wasn't trivia where they were being launched or like they had yeah. to get the question right, so. Especially when they did the, the first drop. Mm-hmm. A lot of people fell after that first drop. Yeah. So it was impressive anybody who hung on. I think that Casey is a very good competitor, and I mm-hmm. feel like she doesn't. She's not getting a lot of airtime right now, probably because I don't think she's the center of a lot of drama. No, she's not. She'll make it to the final. I thing. think so. I think she's a very strong competitor. I have also been loving this alliance with Wes and Bananas. Mm, I just I, know. I love them. So you know what? It's just like the two of them as friends is so great. It just makes you think all these years they spent being and hating each other. Uh-huh. And they're they're great together. They're so funny. They're a power alliance. So the winners of this are Wes. Uh, is it D is the women's winner? Yes. Yeah, because so, they get Burger King. Yeah, and and then um, they put Rogan as the third person. But how mad was I would have been so pissed if I was Rogan. Like, he's, like I messed up five thousand dollars. Well, that's why you can't. T- he said it. Yep. You can't throw a chat. Like, you have to be in it because it pays off. So, so there are the three winners. Bananas puts himself in. He wants to just go in and get his red skull. And I think it it's getting to the point in the game. You have to. You have to because the weeks are running out, and I think mm-hmm. that the smart people are realizing that. Meanwhile, you have Josh, who is like, I, I don't want to go in. I can't with Josh. He's like, 
So, okay. So, Bananas gets voted in, and then they pick the people for mm-hmm. questioning, and they put the names up, and Josh is like, I was so I was so surprised my name wasn't on there. Every it's week. like, why? Like, Wes has told you. you multiple times, you are not competition. Like, he literally does not see you as any sort of competition. But it's also, he's not realizing, like, you're going to have to go in, because if you don't get your red skull, you're not going to the final anyway. But he's, it's not, it's not going through his brain. And I feel like Josh did something else stupid this episode, but I really can't recall. <laughs> he just does a lot of things that, he says a lot of things that come out of his mouth, and you're like, why? Just face palm. <laughs> just, Maybe it's a trivia question. I don't know. Maybe. But, anyway, so, Bananas lets himself in, himself in, and the whole, there's a whole talk of Wes and Bananas going up against each other. Mm-hmm. And when Wes and Bananas have a conversation, it's sort of like, it doesn't benefit you to throw yourself in. Yeah. Because we have an alliance. Yeah, but I could see where Wes was coming from of, like, he should, Bananas should have talked to Wes before of, like, hey, are you wanting to go in? Because if you are, then I won't vote myself in. And they have, so they have, they voted for the tribunal or the people who could go in. It's, like, swaggy... I don't even remember the other two, to be not honest. Not Josh. Not Josh. So I need not Josh and not Josh. I think Corey. It was Corey. And somebody else. I was really hoping Swaggy. Kyle. Kyle. I was wishing for Swaggy to go in because I just need he's a rookie. Gone. But he's a rookie. It's like, there should be no free passes. I mean, there are no free passes because you have to get a red skull. And yeah. neither him or Bailey have a red skull. It's going to screw them. It's going like, to screw them because you have to go in eventually. But... At the end of the day, Wes throws himself in. And as TJ says, like, this is challenge history. Because Johnny Bananas has won six challenges, which is impressive. He's, I think he said what, he's, he's been on the show for, like, 20, 20 seasons. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot. And I think, really, they are two of the greatest mm-hmm. challengers of the entire series. And Wes, what, has been on 16 or yes. something like that, yeah. So they they are both solid vets. Like, almost 40 years combined between them. It's insane. And I think that the elimination was very evenly matched. Yeah. And at that point, it was more of a game of luck. I think if it was somebody who was like... I personally view Swaggy as a weaker competitor because we haven't really seen him completely mm-hmm. perform. I mean, every time we have seen him perform, he's, he drowns. Yeah. So, literally... So, so I think that if it's like, but it was bananas and swaggy, then it would be unmatched skill mm-hmm. and bananas would have more of an edge. But this was more so just luck. Yeah. At this point, of who's gonna find them first. And banana wins, and I just been thinking like, how much do you think Wes is kicking himself? And you could tell like bananas was like, we're still friends, right? Oh. We're still almost like still in it, and Wes was just like shocked. Yeah. Like, his face just looked like he was in disbelief. Yes. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Bananas is, like, hugging him and, like, all this stuff. And, like, Wes is just, like, standing there. It was so cute, though, when he's, like, more than friends, but less than lovers. And he, like, kissed him and stuff like that. I was like, Wes just, like, had no emotion. He was just like, no. I just lost, yep. and this is my fault. Like yep. He's like, I did this to myself. <laughs> I could have put somebody else in. And been fine. And been fine. And... I had to put myself in. But it was it was a good elimination. 
honestly, it did feel pretty close up until Johnny got. Mm-hmm. As soon as Johnny got the third battery, we were like, okay, this is it's over. Yeah. There's no way Wes can get two batteries in those. No, Wes had him. the third one in his hand. Oh, about did he? To, yeah, it came down to like, like probably thirty seconds. Like thirty seconds is a lot of time, but like, yeah, he did. He got the last one when Bananas was running it to the whatever it was. It was a good elimination. I think uh, TJ is emphasizing your time is running out. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go to the final, you better start stepping up. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it will be next week, but I feel like they're going to do something of like. They're going to have to do some purge. Yeah. They're not, yeah. Like if you lose this challenge, you're out. Or like if you're not in the top three teams or something. Like, they have to do something. There's still so many freaking people on the show. <laughs> There's too many. They they definitely need a massive purge. Or if, like, you're on the losing team and you don't have a red skull, you're out. You're out. It's... It's definitely getting down to the wire. The people need to go. Because guy-wise, it's Kyle, Josh, Corey doesn't have a red skull. I'm trying to think of people that don't have red skulls. Nelson does not. Nelson does. Oh, he does? Mm-hmm. What are you in? The, um, against Bear, uh, the wrestling. Oh, yeah, he does. Ugh. Nelson just... I know, it's so sad. <laughs> he's just... It's always putting his foot in his mouth. Um, Maybe it's only three guys? I don't know. Because Fessy, it? Nelson, Bananas... Swaggy. Have skull, skulls. Yeah, they have... Swaggy doesn't have a skull. That's still a lot of people, though. Kyle does not have a skull. It feels like there's so many more people, though, doesn't it? I don't know what it is. But is, like, it say if everyone gets a skull, is everyone running a final? That's a lot of people for a final. That is a lot of people. I don't think... I think even... I don't know. I don't know how they're doing this season. I don't know either. <laughs> now I'm lost. Every, again, every time I watch an episode and I see Melissa, I'm like... She has to be going home oh, soon. She of has like, to be. Just like she's pregnant, and I know her baby's fine now, and like it's, it's amazing. And thank, thankfully, like nothing happened to her baby after all of those things. That just shows you how, like, I don't know what the word is, but durable is not a word for a human body, but I can't think of another word. But also, like, she's just in that much shape that, like, she's able to continue to like work out to this extent and do all of that, so. <laughs> But, yeah, they have to, like, they have to do something. I don't know. There, there's just too many people. There's too many. So, I think some, eventually soon it's it's going to be a massive get rid of people. Not not this not this coming week, but the week after we have Siesta back. Mm-hmm. And they have been playing the trailers nonstop during the challenge, and it looks and so good. this past week it was, like, new yes. stuff than usual because we got the I fucked your boyfriend in Nashville line, so... It's, just, it's such a good line. I fucked your bo- boyfriend multiple times. <laughs> it's going to be so such excited. a good season. I, I Did she have something. the baby? That's a good point. I don't know. She has to be due soon. I feel like I totally stopped, like, looking up this stuff, but, Me like... Too. Because what she was she pregnant in November or December? I don't know. Corona hit and I lost track. I know. <laughs> and it was like so. Let's say it was November, December, January, March, April, May, June, July. So 
actually, if she if it was November or December, she would. But they, I feel like they usually stop filming in like August and then they pick up. But I think they picked up again, like, or they extended film. So maybe she, in October she found out she was pregnant. She had the gen, like the reveal that it was a girl, December fifteenth. So would you have to be how far along do you have to I be? I literally like three have months? no idea about babies. I think you maybe have to be three months. So that's December. So she September or August. I can't do math. I don't know. I don't know if you count ten months out because I know you're technically pregnant. Like total of ten, but it's nine months from when you find out. From when you find out. Literally, you can tell. Know. Like Sam and I have never had children, so. But she should she should be like very pregnant yes. at this point. I think she's quite close. That's the bottom on here. Someone's gonna comment and be like, "She had the baby." <laughs> We're gonna feel it's real like, dumb. She, she had the baby three weeks ago. My bad. <laughs> but, but I haven't seen anything. I feel like maybe MTV would post something, or the Siesta Key Instagram. And I haven't seen anything on the Siesta Key Instagram. So Siesta Key Instagram, please keep us with the, the updates. Yeah, because I honestly haven't seen anything. But they also haven't really posted anything. No. But... It's because they were out there in Florida not social distancing at all during the height of everything and she was pregnant. And it's problematic. July 7th. No. No, not July 7th. I don't know. I think our baby's going to be born in July or August based on no information at all. (laughs) Based on no knowledge. No knowledge of how babies are born. It will be born this summer. (laughs) It's going to be born for summer, that's for sure. July or August is my guess, but that's really a completely uninformed guess, and I'm just throwing out some months, and hopefully one of them is right. I just, like, I can't stand these, like, freaking, like, stories when you want just one simple answer of, like, when's the due date, and then you have to read a whole freaking article to get to the answer, and then doesn't even give you the answer. <laughs> it's just, like, a roundabout way of saying we don't know. But we're going to write a whole article about why we don't know. It's just, like, talking about, like, all of the different posts that they put up together, which is how I got July 7th, because they <laughs> apparently put up a post of them smiling July 7th. We're <laughs> just, like, so not relevant to the information. We don't care when they were smiling. We care when they were pregnant. Now they're talking about Robbie Hayes. Also irrelevant to their pregnancy, unless Robbie Hayes is the real father. That would be a plot twist. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a thing. Also, the line that's like, oh, how does it, how does it feel going from dating, like, a millionaire to a billionaire? Uh Uh-huh. Shade. But her new boyfriend is definitely a billionaire. Oh, yeah. He is wealthy, honey. And he's not that old to be having these, like, million-dollar homes, which I doubt that he's paying for. I don't know anything about his finances, but, again, just an uninformed statement. We don't know anything about Siesta Key because we've been so out of the loop. Yeah. But we will make tons of allegations. Yes. These are all allegedly, but I believe allegedly he probably does not pay for any of those million dollar homes. But again, I have no information. I don't have any insight into his finances. So Is he going to be on this season? I think so. Okay. So we'll maybe we'll see if he makes money. Maybe we'll tell us his job. If he has one. Well, you can Google it and get an article and then read how they don't know, but they lead you to believe they know, because that's what this article just did. So, 
But I think that's all we have to spill this week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to look at the show description to get links and everything from what we talked about in the beginning. Um, and tune in next week. Same time. Normal time. Not Normal time. Not a Friday night. <laughs> so.